You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 12th of February, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, it's, um, I don't know exactly what to, what to call this show. This is almost like the spy versus spy edition of Webcology. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun show today. We have a lot to go through. The I think the big thing we're going to be talking about um, starting after the first break is um well google giving technology companies in the valley and beyond a 90-day warning fix your bugs or we're gonna rat on you christine schackinger our resident security expert coming on to talk about what google might be talking about but before we get to that dave it's been a kind of cool week it has stuff going down yeah where do you uh, want to start we got lots well, the, okay. Let's start with the easy, with the easy short one. Um, Expedia just um, swallowed uh, Orbitz. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Eh? One point one point six billion dollar deal saw Expedia grow by the size of Orbitz, and now it's pretty much a a, a, a duel, I guess, between uh, Expedia and Priceline. Yeah, I found it interesting. I was reading about this over at Search Engine Land. I don't know where you were reading about it. Obviously, it's it's pretty big news. Um, and I found it interesting that uh, Greg, who is the author over at Search Engine Land, writing about it, um, had put this spin because there was the the worry, as as I'm sure you remember, and, and as to most of our listeners, when Google entered the travel space. <laughs> um, and this idea that they were just going to absolutely crush. Um, and now I find it interesting that in Search Engine Land, this is an environment where people are actually, or, or the author at least, uh, is actually, sounds almost thankful Google's there to be this counterbalance in a contracting, like from a from a number of companies involved, contracting um, kind of marketplace. And, and now because of the, the limited competition, you know, hey, isn't it great that the little guy Google is there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, 
coming from Greg, that's Greg Sterling. Uh, yes, it is. And coming from Greg, that makes sense, given, I remember years ago when Greg was covering um, the IAC Corporation. You know, IAC, um, they're the conglomerate that owns like a gajillion web properties, one of which is Expedia. Yeah. They also used to own Ask Jeeves or Ask.com. And uh, Greg has been covering IAC for, well, as long as I've been reading them. And uh, how to say this about IAC is one of those weird companies. Like, they produce... B and C rate properties on the internet. Um, not that their properties are bad, but they're not the A list properties, right? The ones that immediately come to mind, right? But they, you know, Expedia, um, OkCupid, um, you know, a number of the leaders of their of various niches. That that's what IAC is all about. They're owned by IAC is owned by um, activist activist intervener shareholder Barry Diller. And Greg Sterling, who has like always covered the finance of the wor- of the tech world, mm-hmm. way up his alley. It's neat that I, I agree with you. It's neat that he sees Google as the plucky little guy here. <laughs> it's just kind of fun and, and a worthwhile point that in this environment, yeah, you know what? It almost is good that there is Google there to act as a as a counterbalance um, to stop. You know, obviously, competition breeds fair pricing for the most yep. part. Well, it's a big shakeup for people who use uh, who use um, aggregate travel websites, um, Expedia versus Priceline, because that's pretty much the universe that you're booking in now. Yeah. Okay. Remember, here's a, here's a follow up on something we did last week. We talked about last week. Um, Google has been asking webmasters to you know help out with the improvement of Google Search and Google Webmaster Tools. Well. The uh, the first Google search impact report has gone live for, for the webmasters who are um, participating in the program. Um, Google is basically trying to create a better environment for webmasters to, to read analytics and take action in. Um... At Search Engine Land, published earlier today, um, yeah, 9.28 a.m. By, by Barry, Barry Schwartz, there's <laughs> screenshots of the new tool. What do you think? It's been described as Google Analytics Lite. Um, I don't know exactly what to think yet. I mean, I've only looked at the screenshot and really quickly scanned the article. Um my first reaction is every time they make a change to Google Analytics or Universal Analytics, um, every time they make a change to the way they name various items or elements, it takes me days to figure out what's going on. <laughs> it does. In, in looking through what, uh, what Barry had posted here, I mean, I was excited. You know, we'd all kind of heard rumors of, of this going on. Um, I was excited as soon as I, you know, Barry posted it, and hey, he he got a, a sneak peek at the back end, and of course I had to check mine, and I'm like, man, nobody gave me a sneak peek at the back end, but anyway, one of the things I love, this solves a, to me, a, a big problem. Now, if we go back to our, and, and for our listeners who've been doing this for, for more than a few years, um, if you go back in time in your analytics, wasn't it interesting to be able to look when there was a, 
um, a search ranking algo change or something like that and do a comparison. I really want to see what it did to this keyword's traffic. That sort of thing, which of course mm-hmm. we can't do anymore. You can see your global traffic, but you couldn't. You couldn't get that deep dive down. Um, it appears that one of the the features that they're adding, among many, but one of the the big features and what I've been hoping for and waiting for, um, and was on the cusp of just going screw it. I'm going to try and build something that'll do something kind of like this. Is doing a date range comparison. So looking at you know this month or, or yeah, like the the month just passed versus the month before it or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So to actually take a look at how did my uh, impressions and how did my clicks for this term go up this time frame versus this time frame um, and I, that's been something I've been really waiting for um, I think that's going to be really neat and you can do the same thing you know as, as they've done a lot with uh, with analytics and webmaster tools you can do the same thing when you dig down and go hey what happened to my mobile well okay we know there's some big shape up to mobile what did that do and comparing your date ranges not just having this like big chunk of time you need to look at you can actually look at what it what happened after um, this time frame versus versus before that time frame in, in a more customized way. I really like it. Everything that I'm seeing, I, I, I like. The only thing I don't like is that they didn't invite me to the beta. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> other other than, than than me throwing a temper tantrum on that point, uh, I think they're that, you know it needs some refinement. But I think they've got uh, got a home run here in, in providing us some data we used to have lost um, that was still valuable, and, and I'm looking forward to getting access to it. Well, speaking of that. Um, one of the new reports that Google will um, make available, or looks like they looks like they will be making available, um, is called Queries Report. And I'm wondering if that's a hint that they're going to let us back in on um, the words or phrases search users use to get to our sites. Um, oh, they, they definitely are. Um, I, I th- I'm sure you've seen it. I, like the writing's been on the wall for a while. They've been getting more and more um, advanced in what they are giving us as, as far as query data, uh, pages that are attached to specific query data, stuff like that. So they've been giving us more and more as we've been going along. I think to them, the big key here is, and I don't really blame them for this, is separating our analytics from our keyword data, right? Forcing us <laughs> to, to look in two different places and make actual um, decisions based on on different, you know, on full data rather than making these decisions based on what I kind of think is going on. But that, that's just my opinion. Well, according to Barry, um, these are just the uh, what we're what we're looking at right now. And I guess if you go to Search Engine Land, um, it's one of the lead stories today. What you too could be looking at if you're looking at these pages. Um, this is the alpha version. This is the uh, very first. I think we might have it. Why don't you guys take a look at it, test version. And um, the people who are involved in, the, uh, in, 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 in testing this are going to beat the heck out of it and give their um, feedback back to Google engineers, and Google engineers are going to improve on it. So what we're seeing today might radically change tomorrow. But what we're seeing today, it looks kind of spiffy cool. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think it's great. I, I think I think it's going to be really, really helpful when we when we all get our accesses to it. But um, and I look forward to to doing a, a another show where we can actually report you and I on uh, what we actually see um, when we get in there. Yeah, when they allow us in. Exactly, the great unwashed. Um, okay, we got we got about five minutes before we got to go to break, so we can get another couple stories in. Another one that was uh, 
put up yesterday in Search Engine Land, and I'm so glad somebody has written this. Stefan Spencer writes um, on understanding and explaining a realistic SEO timeline. How, I mean, before we, before we dive into this, I've just got to ask, how often do you get phone calls from people who've been shopping around for SEO and, you know, they talked to the desperate SEO company uh, over there somewhere who told them that they could have the moon and the stars in like a month <laughs> and you got to talk them back from that ledge or you can't talk to them at all? Right. Yeah. It happens all, all the time, there. right? Yeah, sure does. We can make a pop. Um, yeah. I think this is a great piece. I know the one you're talking about. I think uh, I think it did need to be written exactly what you're saying. But uh, what, what what is he telling us for timelines? Give well, or take. The, the, the too long didn't read uh, version of this article is, sure, it really depends on your, on your websites and what you're trying to accomplish. <laughs> Everything is different. Um, every situation is different. Every... Um, it's... I, I, you know, I don't even know how to explain this, but you could have two exact websites built exactly the same running on different servers and I can guarantee you a good SEO will find different um, will find a difference between the two websites yeah so there's no pat answer for how long it's going to take to get rankings you can't SEO stuff faster um, I mean I, I, again I, I, I don't know about your practice Dave but App, we insist on doing an audit before going into any SEO contract simply because we don't know exactly what we're looking at until we know exactly what we're looking at. Oh, that sounds really organized because what I like to do is I grab about eight darts and put a dartboard on the wall, each area with what we'd like to do, each yeah. dart representing an hour, and I just, I just pitch them. That makes sense, too. I mean, <laughs> you, know. you know, you figure you're going to cut, you know, over a year, you're going to cover all your bases. Because you're going to have done everything, just law of averages. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that, that, that works when we have when you have really big clients who pay you like that. But <laughs> um, okay. But the, the, the point to that, and of course, you guys, you guys do audits before before diving in as well. It's the, it's the only way to do it, uh, or it's the only um, safe way to do it. Yeah. When you do your audit, you're going to find one of a thousand variables. Um, who knows what you're going to find? And it always happens to me. Eh? You're like you're doing the, you're doing the initial call with the potential client. You're looking at their website. Everything looks just fine, and it rolls off your tongue. And even though you didn't mean to say it, you say, "Well, everything looks just fine." <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This shouldn't take us that long. Not long at all, sir. <laughs> um, and then you know you find yourself like trapped in that statement. Um, it's a. It's a really good article. It's something that I actually think that might be wise for SEOs to send to their clients so that they have a really good sense of, um, well, we're, how we stake as SEOs, how we stake our own expectations. The only problem, of course, with, with sending this article to your clients is they might get a really good idea of who Stefan Spencer is, and then you lose your client. <laughs> um. For those who don't know, Stefan is a brilliant, truly brilliant SEO um, and a, a, a wonderful, wonderful, interesting creature, but a truly, truly brilliant SEO. Okay, what else we got going here? Do we have time for anything else? We got about three minutes. 
Um, all right. Well, we can talk. Oh, there's just so much. Uh, for those who don't, you know what? I'll, I'll just recommend our, our listeners go somewhere because I, I can't possibly describe this as cool as it is. But if you head on over to PCMag.com, uh, it's uh, Google's building dogs, for those who don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, oh, and I, I don't know if you've seen the, the video floating around, but this thing recovers extremely well. Um, in a variety of, of terrain and when it's knocked and kicked and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I knew they were building them. I, I'd heard about this uh, months back um, to use as sort of carriers for the military, right? Like just run, you know, when you need to get equipment into danger zones and stuff like that, you know, fire mm-hmm. this thing in. Um, and it doesn't, you know, obviously it has no fear. <laughs> and it goes. It scares uh, the Jesus out of your enemy too. Well, it certainly will because you'll have this pack of weird looking robotic dogs running at you. Um, but it, it, it's really, really cool. And if, if for any of our listeners who have an understanding of robots and how difficult it is, thank you, Brasco. Um, if you can understand what's at work in making this thing sort of kick resistant and, and stuff like that and then being able to recover the way it does, um, it, it's a really, really cool thing to, to see if you have a fundamental understanding of, of robotics, which you know, is very fundamental. You know what I found weirdest about this product? I mean, I, I've known that Google and DARPA have been working on the uh, militarized robotic dog project for a couple of years now. Yeah. But what I found weirdest about it was the the legs of the robotic dog look so realistic I know. that when I saw the video of that fellow kicking it, I empathized. I mean, it hurt me to watch him kick this robot. Right. I empathized with the robotic dog because it looks like it and it crouches and it pulls away like a dog would. You know, right? That was amazing. Yeah. yeah, it does. And you know what? I mean, because it's it's robotic and and something that's kind of neat for us to to think about in and of ourselves is um, because it is robotic. They could make it do whatever it wanted. They could put it in whatever shape it wanted. They could make it travel in in whatever means that they wanted to. Um, I find it really really interesting that out of all the different ways they could make this thing look, the way they could make it run, the way they could you know build this thing out. Uh, it turns out that after billions of years of evolution, um, our own bodies are actually a great template for efficiency of movement. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> okay, on that, speaking of efficiency of movement, if we do these commercial breaks exactly 20 minutes after and 20 minutes before the top and bottom of the hour, that's efficient. Cool, huh? Um, yeah. And on that, it's about 20 minutes after the hour, so we should be taking a commercial break here on Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. It's the 12th of February, 2015, and we're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. 
Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. All-Inclusive Marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great The A in all-inclusive marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence in results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, and conversion, it's all-inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash radio. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 12th of February, 2015. We got a special guest sitting on the line. Christine Schackinger, our resident security expert, is going to be here to talk about a, um, well, a pretty bizarre story. But before we get there, Dave, I, I bet you I can connect Kanye West to the story we're about to talk about. <laughs> what about? What about? What I, I guess you got this one locked and loaded, so I'll, you go right ahead, Jim. Okay, and I promise I will not say the word douchebag after this point, even though I'm talking about Kanye West. Promise. <laughs> All okay. right. So, Kanye West and uh, Sir Paul McCartney did a duet uh, a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, and a number of young people who'd never heard of the Beatles that thought. Wow, isn't it nice that Kanye's doing something with that old guy to make him famous? Well, I understand why they thought that, because the last time Paul McCartney had a major hit in the United States was uh, a song for a um, movie starring Dan Aykroyd and... uh, Wow, damn, I really... John Candy. I knew I should have looked this up first. Dan Aykroyd and John Candy called Spies Like Us. Paul McCartney uh, recorded the title track to that, and that was his last hit before he uh, did a duet with Kanye West. Spies okay. Like Us is was awesome. about two well-intended but completely bumbling fools who found themselves in the middle of uh, the, well, basically, the, 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 the 
fight in Afghanistan between the Soviets and the Mujahideen back in the 80s, okay? And they stumbled their way into it and had a whole bunch of good intentions and ended up screwing everything up. Well, Spies Like Us reminds me of the stuff that's going on around Google right now. And that's how I can connect Kanye West to this story. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I know it's a stretch, but it's like six degrees to Kevin Bacon, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so Google has put all the technology companies that they can um, either get their hands on or that they want to uh, threaten a little bit. They put them on 90 days notice. And uh, they basically said, you've got 90 days, 89 as of now, because they said this yesterday. you got 90 days to work out the bugs, flaws, holes, and insecurities in your softwares, or we're going to rat you out. Not only going to rat you out, we're going to publish the flaw publicly. So hop to it, boys. That's what Google said. Sexist, huh? Hop to it, boys. Can you imagine? (laughs) So anyway, like... Really, that's your problem with this statement, Jim? Hop to it, boys? No, it's not. It's not. I didn't say hop to it, boys. I'm paraphrasing. They they swore a lot. We can't say that because, you know, we got this clear channel thing. Um, uh, Yeah, I I can't come close to what the Google people must have been saying to the other companies. Or could you imagine what the other companies were saying once Google got off the phone? (laughs) <laughs> we can't say that either. But the point is, Google put their competition on 90 days' notice saying, get it fixed or we're ratting you out. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. I, it's, it's crazy. What, what do you think? Christine, I'll yeah. let you lead the charge here because this is uh, right up your alley. Okay, Christine, my first question to you is, what the hell are they doing? I have no idea. <laughs> just wait, just to clarify one thing, though. I'm not a security expert. I report on it and I know about it. There are people that know way more than I ever would. <laughs> you are a resident that. security expert. I <laughs> exactly. qualify the statement. <laughs> but, yeah, on Google, um, I have no idea. I even talked to some of the people that I know are, are leading, um, you know, White Hat security companies, and their same answer was, what the – and I won't fill in the blank <laughs> – but, um, yeah, the public outing uh, is supposed to pressure them into getting everything fixed in time, in a certain time frame. But, okay, 90 uh, days. They said 90 days. Right, right. And they're putting it on a website so you can go look at what the bugs are. Yeah. And. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking at that, I'm looking at that page right now. Um, it yeah, looks like crazy. a Google, sorry? I said it's crazy. There's just tons of things there that they've been forcing them to work on since September. You know what's crazier? I'm looking at uh, the, the page I'm looking at, which I was published earlier today, um, lists 138 unique um, problems. Some of them with, are with Apple. Some of them are with Microsoft. Uh, well, actually, as it turns out, it looks like, oh, some of them are with, uh, with Macromedia. There's some, there's some Adobe stuff in here. Well, but that's then, about it. And, now, the thing is, most of them are fixed. Google's published. Well, but there's some of them. There's six of them that say won't fix. Well, the, and they uh, did Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. What I mean is the applause here, it's open. I'm reading the, uh, the, 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 the background on Simlink to local file vulnerability, which was discovered October 27th, 2014. I'm reading all about it right now, but uh, Simlink won't fix it. 
I'm sorry, Windows won't fix it. Well, and, and we don't know the reason why, right? Because it could be that it requires a massive undertaking, and that's why making people uh, conform to a 90-day specification is so arbitrary. As anyone who's done development knows, it's just a way to actually make more errors probably than it is to fix this because you're rushing the code process. And then in addition, they um, started the zero-day team in July. Uh, and the zero-day team is a zero-day, for those who don't know, it just means a vulnerability that a developer doesn't know about yet. So they started uh, examining Apple and Microsoft back in July and started reporting on uh, the first big one, I think, was September. And um, and are continuing. And then uh, have now given them a final 90 days. So originally they had 90 days from the bug they found. Now it's like they have 90 days to fix everything, which is a... Uh, Kind of a craziness. And I also kind of wonder what the legality issues are. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. But if they publicly disclose the vulnerability before it's fixed, and then they are attacked, and they lose data, or they lose customers, or whatever it is, they're as powerful as, as Google is in the lawyer department. So who starts suing who? Uh, the, indeed. It's a... Uh... <laughs> Again, this is a... It leaves me almost speechless in that I can't imagine why Google is going out on this limb, what they hope to accomplish. Um, is it is it a head fake? Like they put a 90 day, uh, you got 90 days to fix this. So that makes me wonder what's happening in the next 90 days. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder too about that and have to look into that for sure. Um, the Microsoft, I forget who it was from Microsoft, one of the the leads at Microsoft, uh, you know, spoke back to them publicly and just said this was foolishness and it's a lose-lose for everybody, including Google. And they're, they're primarily going after Apple and Microsoft. And uh, instead of, you know, privately disclosing or telling them ahead of time, they're just publicly outing. So that's kind of a big no-no, way uncool kind of thing to do in that sector. Well, um, was, you know. The spokesperson for Microsoft is named Chris Benz. And... Um, he suggests it unduly pressures an already complicated technical environment and goes on to yeah. say, this is a zero-sum game where all parties end up getting injured. Agreed. Um, let's, uh, let's take a step back. So Google has named, had formed this team in July. They called it Project Zero or Team Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, spy versus spy stuff. What <laughs> by Mr. Black. Um, but could you could you imagine if I, I I as a security let's just say for house expert right I went around the houses in my neighborhood and I found their vulnerabilities and then I published them in the paper if they didn't fix them in ninety days it's, like this you can break in the house through this window and you can uh, open the door with this lock and here's the pick that will work on that it's kind of a, an insane way to try to get this done and it's completely non cooperative well and again I, I really want to. Um, emphasize a point you made a, f- a few sentences ago. They're as likely to create as many vulnerabilities as they fit, or more vulnerabilities than they fix because they're rushing people to patch stuff. Exactly. On top of their normal workloads. So, um, How seriously... Now, let, let's take a step back. Let's forget Google's doing this. Let's pretend some... Uh, Let's pretend that instead of it being Google, it's a group of, um, to to be charitable, we'll call them white hat hackers, who um, have said, you know what, enough's enough. Our society is far too insecure, and the software companies got to uh, to pull up their socks. 
would we have the same negative reaction to this kind of leak? Oh, actually, I think it'd be stronger because at that point it's illegal, right? Well, uh, hold so on. Which going- point is it illegal? The private corporation's doing it, so it's okay, but if uh, individuals do it, it's illegal? Uh, I, I can't tell you that. I'm not a lawyer. I just know that you, you can't. Um, I, there's people at face, the Facebook's gone after who didn't go through the proper channels to, uh, to report a bug to them, to report a vulnerability. So um, it has happened in the past when a hacker has tried to do good. And I'm just talking regular hacker. It doesn't have to be white or black. Um, a black hat, white hat. Um, Whatever, yeah. That, yeah. That um, the, they have done that and they have gotten in trouble legally. So I don't know how Google gets around that issue, except that he, they're just that powerful. And the companies are going after that powerful. Uh, on the other side of it, um, the thing is, a lot of hackers do actually, they just like the game of it. You know, if you talk to quite a few, they like the challenge, they like the puzzle. They will mm-hmm. inform the company of their vulnerabilities, either by leaving a message on their site or by informing them directly if they feel they can do it without getting in trouble. Well, so then, that's then, already part of the community. So why didn't Google choose that path? Why wouldn't Google just leave, like, you know, a little Easter egg? <laughs> I don't, you know, the only thing I can say, and, and I have nothing to base it on, it's just opinion, and so it may sound um, more subjective than objective, but I think they've just gotten a little bit arrogant. They've been policing the our industry, the SEO industry, for the last year, and now they're branching out into security. They've decided that they're the ones who are going to make the net what they want it to be. Was it, I, as I may professionally resent them uh, policing the SEO industry the way they have, I've always been able to say, well, yeah, but it's, it's, it's your engine, so. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, has, it is for better websites, so I, I don't have that problem with it as much as some other people do. In this but case, they, though. Go ahead. In this case, they're playing in somebody else's backyard. They're, they're running in, grabbing it, saying, hey, look, um, this, guy's, this guy's socks are dirty. It's not just ours. This guy socks are dirty, too. <laughs> well, it's like we have three 800-pound gorillas because they're all about the same size, right? And, and one is going after two. I just can't imagine that the two 800-pound gorillas aren't at some point going to join up and go after the one. And, boy, Google better hope that it has no security flaws, which I know is not true. So um, it's like standing there in your glass house and throwing rocks at the one next door, right? And the one on the other side of you and expecting them not to attack back. Which brings us back to the original question. What the hell is Google doing? And why? Dave, you usually have a good perspective on these things because I really, <laughs> my only answer right now is arrogance. It really, well, they've gotten for their britches is the only thing I can think of. I have to wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I, th- I think this is pure arrogance and it's, it's almost funny to me because I, I can sort of watch what's about to happen. I may be wrong because, of course, we're all sort of speculating this is a new thing. Um, but we, I, I think they have their threats inward are, in fact, threefold. I mean, they have, you're, you're right, they've got these three 200-pound gorillas. One's trying to attack, two. But then you also have these renegades over at Anonymous or, or, or yeah. similar companies who are going to be looking at this going, oh, really? Really? You're the police, are you? I mean, this is exactly the sort of stuff they target and go, oh, you think you're the police? Wrong. Right. <laughs> very, very true. Um, so they'll be able to teach Google. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. <laughs> and, and Jim, I think they, I think it's just an arrogance of Google. I think they have just gotten so big for their britches, they're out of touch with the, you know, the landscape, and they think that they can force this issue because it makes their world better. But they didn't do anything to try to compromise or negotiate with the other people to try to make their world better. 
So all they've done is made their world a little harder, and and they attempt to make their love their world better, and that never works out well, in my opinion, in the end. Well, okay, let's 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 look back to last year. Um, there was the uh, the heartbleed virus, right? Now, as I understand it, people programmers knew about the heartbleed issue for quite a while, but nobody had actually you know moved to fix it. Um, and then. You know, it got exploited. I don't know the kind of chaos it caused in America, but in Canada, it shut down Revenue Canada, our tax man. It shut down their website during tax time. Yeah. It was a massive massive issue because so many sites used that free um, service that they were... Okay, but again, people knew that vulnerability. Like, some people in the tech industry knew the vulnerability was there, but no one was talking about it. It was left open, and nobody fixed it. Nobody pressured anyone. It was left open, but they knew it was there. A limited group of people. Might Google save us from another heartbleed by being big bullies, but might they save us from that? I mean, that must have cost billions. Actually, no, I don't think so, because if you've ever worked in development, you know it takes the time it takes, right? So when you think something's a small issue, you get into it, you might find, wow, this is so massive. We have to restructure, you know, six months worth of things, right? So by trying to make them do it in 90 days or they're going to get attacked, because once they publish the issues they will get attacked um you're forcing them to do something faster than it should be done and in that case there are going to be mistakes and errors and there's just going to be other vulnerabilities created that's my that's my thought well let me uh okay (laughs) i have to phrase what i'm saying really carefully because i don't want it to sound like i actually you know support what google's doing because i don't i think it's not cool um totally cool I guess I gotta ask um, if you're in, if you're a company who publishes a piece of software, say someone as big and essential as oh Microsoft, and you know there's a vulnerability that you know other people know is out there. Do you have a responsibility to remove that software from the ecosystem as much as possible? Well, remember, zero days are ones they don't know about. So that's a different kind of a different area, a different question. Well, and even um, none of these can be zero days given Google's telling them they're here. Well, yeah, that's true. But um, to give an example, though, Google has the – Google had – I can't see if it was fixed or not, but for at least a year had the issue where the little audio symbol on your Chrome browser tab mm-hmm. um, that tells you there's something playing there could be used to actually open up a window and listen to anything in a room, and it was quite an easy hack. Google reported it. Um, someone reported it to Google. Google paid the person the bug fee, and it sat open for nine months. That's the last record I can find, so I can't find out if it was fixed. Well, so, yeah, I'd, I'd actually I'd, I'd heard uh, rumor that instead of actually fixing that, they're calling it a feature now. <laughs> it's Google. It might be. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so the Google, Google's quite hypocritical, right? This was just last year. This, uh, this is not a long time ago. And their droid phones are, 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 are known for being hackable, right? The attack uh, surfaces on a droid phone are quite extensive. Is there – how to say this? I, I want to – we're running out of time for this thing. We're going to have to go to commercial break in a second. I really want to leave on some positive note of some sort or another. <laughs> I'm having a hard time finding it here. Uh, <laughs> 
there is a coincidence here. The the there's a remake of the of a spy movie called The Man from Uncle that's uh, coming out in theaters, I believe, this week, or at least trailers are trailers are appearing for it this week. Um, and we got like you know, uh, Project Zero, Team Zero. Th- these are names directly out of a spy movie. <laughs> um, maybe <laughs> well, maybe that's what this is all about. You know. Um, Hey, Sony, sorry, we left you open there, guys, so let's make it up to you here. <laughs> well, because Zero Day isn't quite... I don't know the movie well enough to know, but Zero Day is an actual term. So that's why they call it Project Zero, so I don't know if they're related, but it's possible. I, also poss- I, I, somehow I doubt it. That would, that would, <laughs> well, I said I don't know the movie, so... But as, just isn't showing these days. Um, but the Snowden uh, documentary is coming out at the end of this month. So I don't know if that has any, I doubt it, but that could have something to do with it. Cause it's going to start showing on uh, HBO regularly. You mean the Snowden documentary that sort of links Google to the NSA? So maybe this is, do- maybe this is a, uh, we're not so bad. Look at those guys move. Uh, possible. Cause Assange linked them. And then another report just came out about a month ago. I don't know in the movie if they linked them. But I do know it's all the early days of uh, Snowden's um, contact with the reporter and his his leaving the country and stuff. So it's it's quite um, it's got quite a good reviews. So I don't know if there's something that they're worried about, but obviously there's something 90 days out that's a concern. So and there's yeah, and again, obviously Google is again. Well, I can't say they're obviously doing something, though. Obviously they are. They're. <laughs> threatening to rat out other companies if they don't get those bugs fixed. That's what we know yeah. for sure. Everything yeah. else, <clears throat> with lack of clarity, leaves speculation. And that's exactly what everything has been in this segment. We don't know what Google's doing except they're outing other companies. Yeah, and and, and I don't think it's going to be met well, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, like Dave said, I don't, not just the big companies that they're attacking, but from the community itself, because they don't like that kind of arrogance. So, Safe assumption, it's not going to be taken well. No. Okay, um, Christine, we gotta, we got to leave it at that. we got to jump to a break here on, on WebCology. Thank you so much for joining us. Eh? Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Friends, that was uh, Christine Schackinger, um, our resident security expert. Uh, she'll be joining us again, almost certainly, as the, as the weeks go on. Uh, we're going to be coming back. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, speaking of like clumsy spy stories, how about the TV that, that might or might not listen to you while you talk? Uh, it is the 12th of February, 2015. Tomorrow's Friday the 13th. Duck and cover, friends. You're listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. 
Go to ShipStation.com slash Webmaster Radio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. InternetMarketingInc.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 12th of February, 2015. We're rounding out our show and, um, well, you're listening to us either live over webcast or via podcast, but for all I know, you could be one of the people sitting in a windowless room transcribing my speech as heard over my mobile <laughs> Android device or my new Samsung television. I'm with you. Chances are you're listening in via podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we assume that. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, Dave, the story of that Samsung puts in their, um, in their privacy policy, a warning telling users to not discuss personal or sensitive information around their television, lest it be captured and transmitted to a third party. That's exactly what they said. Yep. Well, that freaked the heck out of a lot of people. Uh, the, the blogosphere was nuts about it over the last couple of days, eh? Yeah, and, and, and rightfully so. That's essentially saying, hey... Hope you aren't having any private conversations in your living room or, in a lot of cases, bedroom. Right? Like, really? Really? Are you telling me? Uh, is, is this what's going on right now? Is this what you're putting in your in your terms? I shouldn't have a private conversation in my house. Um, well, you know, I mean, like, it's not a problem if you don't mind it being captured and transmitted to a third party. Well, I, uh, you know what? I totally suppose that's true. And, I mean, it, it, taking a... 
you know, hearkening back to the to those wonderful days of the Cold War. I mean, you know, the the leaders, the the bastion of freedom, uh, the Soviet <laughs> Union under the Cold War did have the motto: "Just don't do anything wrong, and you have nothing to worry about." So, you know, I mean, it's it's good to see us following that uh, that lead to to freedom, um, and, and and continuing on. I hate this. and you hadn't quite got the gist i hate this i hate every part about it and interestingly i actually saw a a write-up and and i wasn't able to track it down right before our our call here that actually has samsung's write-up um you know about it being transmitted to third parties and don't speak and an actual passage and it's frighteningly similar from 1984 uh, oh, I saw that the other day. Absolutely, yeah, and it's very interesting. And it's like these tech companies are have read, um, you know, George Orwell's book and thought that is an awesome blueprint for the future. <laughs> it's just, it's just ridiculous. Okay, I mean, I got, I got, I got a whole bunch of points. But since you brought literature into it, I just got to go there. I've often thought that uh, Adios Huxley's Brave New World was a more prescient look at the future. That's where we give ourselves over to easy pleasures. You don't need to really control people as long as they're giving themselves over to simple, easy, hedonistic pleasures. Like Facebook, the instant reward one gets from Facebook, right? Right. Um, but then something like this happens and it goes straight to Orwell. <laughs> no denying the parallels with 1984, unless, of course, you're Samsung. Because what do you think they're denying today? Well, and, and of course, and it's like, then you don't write it in. I mean, the thing is, and, and we as a society need to ask ourselves these questions, right? Do I like the idea uh, of having a, a voice-activated device? Of course, we all do. Right? I mean, did we all watch Star Trek, you know, either the first or next generation as kids and go, that is awesome. Yeah, uh, of course we did. And all of that technology requires an always listening device. Yes. Um, and, and we want these things. Um, what we don't have yet is any kind of reassurance um, or requirement that our privacy be protected in this. And I think that's the big problem is that the laws and, and privacy requirements haven't caught up with the technology yet. One thing I really want to note about, about the comparison with Star Trek and this technology the Star Trek universe is in a post-capitalist a capitalist society. There is no money. Right. There is no um, exploitation of those who have less money. And that's what, I mean, from a, from a, a privacy and a sociologist, a, 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 a layperson sociologist perspective, this is what scares me the most. Your insurance company doesn't need to know that you eat potato chips like they're going out of style. The last thing, one of the last things you want your insurance company to, to hear is the crackle of your bong. Um, <laughs> to, be, maybe to, be, to be straight up, I mean, for Colorado residents, of course. Um, like, there's a third party called Nuance Communications, which, according to Samsung, is the recipient of any information that comes over the voice recognition feature. Now, that voice recognition feature exists so that you can command your television what to do. Okay, you, you, instead of having to push a button on a zapper, which you're going to lose <laughs> um, every five minutes, you just talk to your TV. TV, channel six. 
So the TV has to listen to know that you're saying TV channel 6, right? Just like my Android phone has to hear the command, OK, Google. <laughs> it works. Um, and then the, 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 the search feature comes up. But that means, my, as you said earlier, my phone's always listening. And, you know, someone's hearing what I'm saying is going somewhere. I, uh, I proved this once. I had my phone beside my radio. I was listening to CBC, uh, sort of like NPR up in Canada, and there was a story on middle-aged women. Sure enough, next time I went to make a phone call on my Android device, I saw an advertisement for feminine hygiene products. Now, I don't know if you can tell by the tone of my voice, <laughs> but I tend not to look up anything to do with feminine hygiene products not that it grosses me out, it doesn't um, it's just I have zero need for them myself Right. Um, but this ad came up on my phone after the phone had sat beside my, near my radio and my radio was playing a segment on, um, middle on women moving into middle age uh, that that, uh, that could just be like, you know, correlation not being causation, but I don't think so well, but I mean, you bring up an interesting point, and you know, we've we've slammed this, and I I have noted I have I have big problems with the fact that I mean I I I need the technology to continue to evolve because I like the world that it leads to. I need the laws and and requirements of privacy to catch up and surpass to make sure that I'm protected. But you bring up a really interesting point here, um, not just that you know the the ads are being mistargeted to you, but when we think about stuff like this, when we can think about the fact that we can hear that the 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 crinkles uh, you know the the chip bag uh, crinkling can overhear a, a bong bubbling. Think as a marketer for a second, and you've just <laughs> that bong is bubbling, and now the pizza ads are firing away, right? Like, exactly. It just makes sense. Like as a marketer, this technology is making me salivate. Um, you know, not just because I'm thinking of pizza right now, and it's about lunchtime here, but um, you know, I mean, at, while I I hate all this from a privacy standpoint because it is the wild west right now, because there's no reason, there's nothing in place to protect me. Uh, as a marketer, I'm like, oh, I would love to know that Jim's just, you know, has a has a bag of chips in front of him, and that I should, you know, now's probably a great time to put up a, a commercial for for cola, right, or something like that. As a marketer, that that really entertains me. As um, again, somebody who's quite interested in why humans do what they do, that scares the heck out of me because now we're able to um, basically immediately fulfill desire because we know exactly what the desire is. Right. And that means we can, um, well, to uh, be pretty clear about it, manipulate the heck out of people, like really <laughs> create behaviors. Yeah. And that scares me a lot. As it should. Um, okay, just to be really fair and balanced and stuff, <laughs> um, I love saying that. <laughs> Samsung says we're not listening to your conversations. We honestly don't care, which is probably true. Because you can imagine what most conversations sound like. You've been in them. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't care about most conversations I'm in, for God's sake, and I'm in the middle of them. <laughs> but, and, and I, will, I will say this for Sanyo they're the only company at all who actually put in their privacy policy, yo. Be aware. The more you know, <laughs> right? Right. 
Oh, no, it is true. And I do give them credit for that. They were the only ones that have put that in there in a litany of technologies that have the same capabilities. Exactly. And think of how many things. Do, 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 do you remember back in like the uh, early part of the this, of this century, 2003, 2004, when uh, we started getting software like Windows or um, uh, 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 Photoshop that started reporting back home? Yeah. This is scarier. Oh. Almost as scary as hearing the hook <laughs> music at the end of our show because we have so much to say, but we've gone over time, so we're going to have to say it really quickly. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We really want to thank the friends in uh, Fort Lauderdale or in Boca Raton, uh, Brasco in the booth, uh, Frank on the phones. Stick around, Webmaster Radio friends. We got great stuff coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm